This message was recorded live at Plantation Seventh-day Adventist Church in Plantation, Florida. Welcome to PlantationSDA.tv. Here you will find a diverse variety of Bible-based topics and conversations. God's master plan to inspire your mind, bring peace to your heart, and uplift your soul. May you be blessed and encouraged as you listen to God's Word. Happy Sabbath. I know your reaction was because of the way I said it. So that's my bad. I'm sorry. Happy Sabbath, church. Yes. Happy World Pathfinder Day. Happy World Pathfinder Day. It is so good to see so many people in the house of the Lord. So good to see so many parents supporting their kids. I just love to see that. And of course, Pathfinders, always good to have you guys here. It's so awesome. Um, I have to, before I go into my thing, um, God's thing, I just will have a couple of announcements to make very quickly, as quickly as I can. It's 1243. Um, First, high school Bible retreat, they're still doing registration. They've extended it. October 5th through the 8th. If you're in high school, parents, this is a great spiritual retreat for your kids. So please see Addie, or you might even be able to see Joey if you have questions or you want to register. After this second service, we have lunch today because we are spending the day together celebrating Pathfinders. We're here all day long, so we invite you, Pathfinders and parents and guests, to join us for lunch after the second service. And then just hang out with us all day because at five o'clock we have investiture and induction ceremony as we celebrate the past year and look forward to the new year. Now, Joey made some announcements. I just want to just add a couple more things because we're so excited about what God is going to do with the Pathfinder Club this year. So excited about the things that we're going to do. And just one thing I wanted to mention, in December, there is also going to be a, um, there's going to be a varsity spiritual retreat, and in January, a TLT operations training, all of my high school pathfinders, you guys were in that meeting with Joey, if you want to be part of this leadership training, you got to get your, um, your recommendations in, in a couple of weeks. So we can send that in and we're looking forward to the things that you guys are going to learn on being a leader, not only in Pathfinders, but in youth and just helping you guys out in the future moving forward. James already talked about the the International Camporee, so I'm not going to say anything except it's going to be so exciting. I took a tour of that place and you guys are going to have a good time. You guys are going to have so much fun. The things that are going to be done over there, the activities, just, and the, the most important thing is the indoor plumbing. I mean, there's going to be so much indoor plumbing. You guys are going to think that you're at home. The porta potties will be minimal. Minimal porta potties. You still will have to shower in the shower trucks, but you won't have to use the bathroom in the porta potty. 
but it's going to be fun. We're looking forward to it. So parents, if you've never heard of the International Campery that happens every five years, talk to me or any Pathfinder that's been here forever and learn about it. We're going next year. It's going to be fun. And the excursions we're going to be doing in between is going to be a lifetime experience. So we look forward to doing that. I want to thank the, the Pathfinder team leadership um, let me have them stand again for me. And if you guys are in the lobby, please do. I have one that's standing in the back right now, but my Pathfinder leaders, please stand. I'd like the church to see you guys. I'd like the church to pray for you guys. I'd like the church to know that without you guys, we can't do a Pathfinder club. And I know some are in the kitchen and they're rushing out because I can see them, but I want you guys to see these folks. I want you guys to pray for these folks. I want you guys to encourage them. Oh my gosh, you want to come and preach with me? She's a Pathfinder already. She don't even want to do adventures. She just wants to go straight to Pathfindering. So there's the team back there, church family. Just turn your head, you can see them. Please pray for them. Every day, every single day. And if you want to be part of this wonderful team, we have room. There is space on the roster for you to join us um, in the Plantation Pathfinder Club. You can let us know today because this afternoon we're inducting all the new members. So even if you don't have time to do paperwork, just come right after the service. After I'm done, you say, Mr. Mo, I want to be part of this and we will induct you this afternoon at five o'clock. But I thank the team that worked with the Pathfinders that they got ready, the praise and worship team, the musicians. Thank you guys so much for everything that you guys have done. Did they not do well today? Did they not do awesome today? I was telling you guys this in the first service and because you guys were not paying attention, I'm gonna say it again. It's so exciting to see you guys engaged in Pathfinders. And every single person in here loves to see you guys there. And you guys won't even understand this until you get a little older. When adults see young people engaged, when we see you guys doing stuff, it's just so exciting because you guys bring new life. You guys bring new life into the church. Elder Joanna has said this for many years, and I'm sure some of you guys know. Back in the day when those of you guys who are forefathers of plantation, you guys used to pray that God would send children to plantation. Elder Angela knows. And you guys are here. God answered prayers. Children bring life into the church. So... Praise God for parents who bring them. Praise God for kids who still come, even though they're kind of forced to come. But praise God, everybody is here. Now, here's the last thing I'm going to talk about before I go. And the last sermon. Um, oh, my shout out to Alyssa. I'm sorry, Alex. Alex and Aiden, we miss you guys. Wish you guys were here. But um, we miss you guys, our former Pathfinders. And I'll even do more of a shout out to 
some former Pathfinders, Alicia Peters and Serena um, Samuels. All of these guys, they were former Pathfinders, but now they're doing the college thing. We miss them, but we pray that God is blessing them. And so whatever was happening in the first service, Alex told me she's not going to do it again. And so I don't expect to see any phones in this second service. Um, I'm hoping that you guys are going to be paying attention. Please don't let me call you out by your name. I really don't want to do that today. So today we're celebrating 73 years of Pathfindering. Since 1950. Now Pathfinders started a lot sooner than that, but officially recognized by the church in 1950. 73 years, how awesome is that? Uh, an organization that was created to train, equip, and deploy young people into the world to do the things that God has has asked them to do, to tell them about the soon coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Before I go into the sermon, let's just take a little moment. Let's take a little moment. Heavenly Father, I stand here for the second time, grateful for how you spoke in the first service. I submit to you once again, asking that you would speak only. Whatever I was thinking I wanted to say, if it's not of you, Lord, remove it from my thought. May everyone here and watching be blessed. If it's just one person, Lord, once again, I thank you. I praise you for me being able to participate in you reaching out to those who need you. So please once again abide in this place during these next few minutes. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So what is a Pathfinder? Does anybody know what a Pathfinder is? You guys were here in the first service so you should be telling me what a Pathfinder is now. Oh, man, you guys are going to do that to me? What is a pathfinder? So a pathfinder is that person that goes ahead. It's that person that goes ahead and discovers. It's that person that goes ahead and forges a path for those who are coming behind. A pathfinder is that person that blazes the trail for those who are coming behind. So we as Pathfinders are called to blaze the trail. We're called to set the path for those coming behind us and point them to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But I know that it's hard for you guys to be a Pathfinder in the world that we live in today. It's hard for you guys to lead the way when you're distracted by so many different things in the world today. It's hard for you to forge that path because so many things cause you anxiety so many things cause you fear so many things cause you problems 
And that's why I wanted to select this verse of emphasis. 2 Timothy 1 verse 7, when Paul was writing to his mentee, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. Anytime you're feeling anxiety, anytime you're feeling fear, that's not God who's doing that. That's the enemy. If we believe in who God is, if we truly believe that he loves us, that he sent his son to die for us, then we cannot believe that when we're feeling anxious, when we're anxious about a test, anxious about a relationship, anxious about money, anxious about our parents and other relationships, we cannot believe that God wants that for us. God wants us to be free. He wants us to be happy. He wants us to live the life that he wants. So he hasn't given us that spirit of fear, but a spirit of love, power, and self-control or self-discipline. That's what he wants for us. He doesn't want us walking around here scared or concerned, worried about stuff. He doesn't want us running around not knowing what we're doing. So this verse reminds us, and even if you don't remember anything else I say today, take this verse at heart. God does not give you a spirit of fear. He does not give you a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power and love and a sound mind. And so we talk about the sermon title, it's never too early to go with Jesus. That is the theme for World Pathfinder Day, go with Jesus. And so when we talk about not being too early, I talk about this specifically because it's Pathfinder Day. You guys are young. You guys are no, long, no older than 17. Well, some of you. But you're no longer, you're not older than 17, so you guys are young. And I just wanted to talk about briefly a few people that were young and didn't know that they were being a Pathfinder, but that's the place that God put them in. So the first one I want to mention, his name is Sam. Okay, this guy, Sam, was born. He's living at home. He's, he's happy. He's a little kid, you know. But then when he's three, his mom takes him to church and said, because I dedicated you to God, this is where you're going to be living right now. Just takes him out of his, his place, his place of safety and comfort, and takes him to church and says, this is where you're going to be. Sam did not know that he was going to be a pathfinder. Sam didn't know that he was going to be the greatest prophet in the, in, the, in the world. He didn't know that he was going to be one of Israel's greatest judges when his mom dropped him off when he was three years old. But that's what happened to him. He served God in that capacity. He was God's messenger during his lifetime, and he is known to be that great judge of Israel. The second person I want to talk about is that guy named Dave. You guys know him well. He was maybe 10 or 15 years old, living life as a normal kid, playing, playing with animals, watching over the flock, just doing his thing. And then, you know, one day this guy, Sam, 
comes to his house and tells his father, you know what, I'm here to anoint the next king. So Dave, no older than 15 years old, is being told that he's going to rule over the kingdom of Israel. He didn't know that he was going to be a pathfinder. He didn't know that he was going to grow up to be the man after God's own heart, the man that would rule for 40 years and be considered one of Israel's greatest kings. But he was a pathfinder. Then there's this kid named Joe. This is real drama, guys. This kid named Joe, at one year, one year of age, his aunt and uncle have to take him, hide him, because his grandmother is trying to kill him. He's one year old. What kind of person is doing this? But this grandmother, she wanted to rule, and she killed every single person in the royal family, except for this little boy named Joe. So imagine for six years, he's living in a cave or wherever his aunt and uncle hid him, hiding from his grandma. How many grandmas in the audience here today? Can I see some hands? All right, I see like a bunch of grandmas. You guys love your grandchildren, don't you? You would never try to kill your grandchildren, would you? I mean, matter of fact, you guys spoil your grandchildren. All right, when they come to your house, you give them ice cream and cake for breakfast. You disregard everything that your children are trying to teach your grandbabies. And then you send them home. But at least you aren't trying to kill them. Natalia was trying to rule and she needed to eliminate, eliminate everybody that was in her path, even her own grandchildren. But he was hidden, so when he was seven years old, after they did all their, their, um, their secret planning to coronate him, at seven years old, they had a ceremony, and Joe becomes king of Israel. I mean, at seven years old, who? You guys aren't even seven, because you're older than that, so you can't imagine what it means to be king of a country at seven years old. But that was Joash. He was a pathfinder, didn't even know it. And he was a pathfinder because at that age when he ruled, he ruled for 40 years just like his forefathers, King David. He ruled by restoring the Temple of Solomon. He ruled by bringing the people back to God, destroying the temple of Baal, and bringing everybody back to God. He was a pathfinder. And the final person I want to talk about was Timmy. When Timmy met his mentor, he was about 16 years old. He was, he was one of those young people that um, he loved the Lord, he knew scripture, he had a way with words, and when his mentor saw him, he said, man, I want this kid to join me on my mission trips. And so this mentee, Timmy, decided to go with his mentor 
But you know, as a pathfinder, he tried to forge that path, but he could also see the struggles that his mentor, Paul, faced when he was doing his, going on his mission trips, facing persecution, facing jail time, facing possible death. And this concerned Timothy, but Paul tried to encourage Timothy as best as he can. And we're going to go through some of that as we go into this next part. As we talk about going with Jesus, there's only three things I want you guys to know today. And we're going to wrap it up. And you guys got to talk with me. We guys got, we got to, we have to interact together. All right. So I'm going to ask you to repeat after me. Okay. So when you decide that you want to go with Jesus, when you decide to choose him, three things that you need to know. First thing is age is just a number. What I say, age is just a number. Age is just a number. So God can do whatever he wants with whoever he wants. So you guys may think that you're young, and you are, and, but you may think that being young means that you can't do certain things. But God has shown over and over again these examples that I just mentioned, and there's so much more in the Bible, but God shows time and time again how he can use young people anytime to do great things. And I think God prefers to use young people than adults. You want to know why? Because adults get stuck in their ways. Adults have grown, they've experienced things, and sometimes they think that they know stuff. Right? But young people, they're kind of fresh in mind. They're kind of, you know, they're, they're, um, they're very excitable. Um, they're, they're able to, they're, they like to try out new things. So God likes to use young people because your minds are fresh. Okay? Your minds are fresh. You haven't experienced the world and think, man, everybody just sucks. Okay? God likes to use, to use young people because you guys are fresh. So when you guys feel a tugging on your heart that God is asking you to do something, when he's suggesting, when he's talking, when he's pulling, when he's pushing you, and then you have adults who are telling you, no, you can't do it. You have your parents who are telling you, no, you can't do it. If you feel that honestly in your heart, just go for it. And if you can't find someone, an adult, that's going to help you do this thing that, has, that God has put on your heart, then you just go to Jesus. Go to Jesus and he'll open the door for you. You don't have to try to force it open. He already put it on your heart. All you got to do is go to him and he'll let you in. And so when Timothy was away from Paul, he was concerned he was afraid, he was anxious because he had seen all the things that Paul had dealt with, okay? Paul had dealt with persecution, Paul was jailed, and he was a little afraid that this would happen to him. I mean, he was still young, but Paul wrote to him to encourage him. And we find that in 1 Timothy 4 verse 12, let no man, no one despise your youth, but be an example to the believers in word in conduct, in love, 
in spirit, in faith, and in purity. So Paul is telling Timothy, listen, man, don't worry about what's happening. Don't let nobody put you down just because you're young. Don't let anybody say that you can't do this thing. Don't let anybody say that you can't serve the Lord. Don't let anybody say that you can't teach about Jesus because you're young. Be faithful in word and conduct and love in faith and in purity. Number two. Number two says, when you decide to go with Jesus, you need to understand that Jesus won't compete. So the first thing was, what? When you decide to go with Jesus, what's the first thing? Age is just a number. And then the second thing is, when you decide to go with Jesus, he won't compete. He won't compete. Now, this is important, guys, because as we saw in the first service, um, there are certain things that we have in our life that competes with what Jesus wants to do in your life. There are even certain people in your life that wants to compete with what Jesus wants to do in your life. When you decide to go with Jesus, you got to understand that he's not going to compete. He's not going to fight because what is that greatest gift that God has given to us? Does anybody know what is the greatest gift that God gave us? Well, should I say the second greatest gift that God gave us? The freedom of choice. So he's not going to compete. If you want him, you got to want him. If you don't want him, then that's going to make him sad, but he's going to get over it. But he won't compete. Now, we saw that story in the Bible in Luke 18, verse 18 to 23, that young rich ruler. He heard about Jesus, so he saw Jesus and he asked, teacher, good teacher, what must I do to gain eternal life? And Jesus says, why do you think I'm good? There's only one person that's good, and that's God. And then Jesus said to him, he said, what, why do you call me good? Jesus answered, no one is good except God alone. And then Jesus said, do you know the commandments? Do not commit adultery. Do not murder. Do not steal. Do not give false testimony. Honor your father and your mother. And then this guy says, well, all these things I've kept since I was a boy. Then he's, Jesus said, you still lack one thing. So sell everything that you have. Give it to the poor, and you will have treasures in heaven. Then come and follow me. So Jesus is inviting him to go with him. But when Jesus told him to go back, sell everything, and come and follow me, he was sad, and he turned away, and he left. If you have something in your life, that is competing with God, it's not really competing with God because he's not going to do it. You have chosen to make that other thing more important than him because God won't compete. So when you choose Jesus, when you choose to go with Jesus, make sure you know what you're doing. 
Make sure you're ready. Make sure you're ready. Make sure you're ready. Because the last thing is, when you make sure you're ready and you decide to go with Jesus, the last thing is you will never be the same again. So when you choose to go with God, you choose to go with Jesus, you need to know that age is just a number. You need to know that Jesus won't compete and that you'll never be the same again. People say, as long as you got love, you're okay. Or as long as they're coming to the church, they're okay. Or as long as we have this little community, we're okay. But it's more than that because those things are all good, okay? They're all good. However, if things are not changing internally, you don't have Jesus. If you're not changing, you may say that I've accepted Jesus Christ, I'm a Christian, but if nothing's changed, are you really? Because if we just go by what the Bible says, and if the Bible is that thing that helps point us to Jesus, the Bible is that thing that helps us stay true to what we believe, the Bible is that thing that helps us remain on the right path, the Bible says that everybody that came in contact with Jesus was never the same again. Every single person. So that means that there's no way that you can say, I'm choosing Jesus, and you remain the same. There's no way. Your attitude will change. The way you talk will change. The way you feel will change. Maybe the way you smile will change too because you have chosen to go with Jesus. There's no way that we can remain the same. We know that story about the woman in the well. I mean, she spent just a few minutes with Jesus. Okay, we know the life that she was living. She just spent a few minutes with him and she ran. Come and see this man who has told me everything that I've ever done in my life. Could he be the Messiah? Yes, he was the Messiah. Because only people, only Jesus, only Jesus can make such a drastic change in someone's life. Only Jesus can impact you because when you encounter Jesus, it's not some little thing. It's a 180 degree change. It is a never looking back again change. It is a type of change that will heal you, that will convict you, that will excise demons from you. It's the kind of change that's going to make you happy again. It's the kind of change that's going to make you reconcile relationships. It's the kind of change that's going to help you decide that you want to do better in school. It's, going to, it's the kind of change that's going to help you love others and tell other people about the love of the Father. So I don't know where you are right now in your life. I don't know if you want to choose to go with Jesus. But I'd like to encourage you to decide to go with Jesus. If you don't know who this Jesus is that I'm talking about, this Jesus is that guy 
who was reincarnated. He's that guy that came to this earth because he could not live without us. He is that man that decided and said to his father, let me go because no one else down there can do what I can do. No one else down there will be willing to do what, I, what needs to be done so that we can be reconciled to God. If you want to go with Jesus, you got to go with him all the way. If you tried it on your own and it's not working, maybe you should go with Jesus. Say it with me, guys. Go with Jesus. When you are afraid, go with Jesus. When you don't have any control over what's happening in your life, go with Jesus. When the walls are closing in on you and you don't know what to do, go with Jesus. When you're trying to reach that destination, don't know how you're going to get there, go with Jesus. If you guys are ready to experience something different, because you've tried it out there, man, and just the world is rough. The world is rough, not just for young people, but for us adults too. I mean, adults, we're facing the same things that young people are facing. Depression, anxiety, social anxiety, just, and then we got those other things that adults have to worry about, but we have all of those things, but if we go with Jesus, he's going to help us get through those things. When you go with Jesus, you will never lose. You can't lose. Even if you think you're losing, you won't. I read this really cool quote last week just about this. Sometimes when you wonder why you can't hear God's voice during your trials, just remember the teacher is always quiet during the test. When you don't hear God's voice, when you're going through your stuff, you believe in God, you know he's out there, but you're just not sure. The teacher is always quiet during the test. But the teacher is always in the room. So whatever you're going through, you don't hear his voice, but he's there. And when you're in that classroom taking a test, right, and the teacher is quiet, but then sometimes, because you can see the teacher there, you feel a little encouragement. You feel like you can remember things. When you see the teacher in the room, even though you may not have studied certain things, but then you can remember something that the teacher taught. You can remember the teacher standing by the board and just writing something, and it helps you with your test. When you're going through your trials and you don't hear God's voice, you can still feel him. When you're going through your trials and you don't hear God's voice, you can still see him in other areas. And you can hear him reminding you that you may not see me now, you may not hear me now, but remember what I did for you last week? Remember what I did for you a month ago? Remember what I did for you an hour ago? When you're going through your trials, the teacher may be quiet but the teacher is there. 
So if you want to experience something different, guys, because whatever you're doing is just not working, I invite you to go with Jesus. If you want to experience something new, go with Jesus. My pathfinders, and not just pathfinders, my adults, your greatest achievement will not be a job or a graduation or you guys getting your investiture award this afternoon. Your greatest achievement won't be getting married, having a baby, building your own business, retiring with all the money that you have. That will not be your greatest achievements. Your greatest achievements will be on that day that you decide to surrender your life to Jesus Christ. That day that you decide that you will go with Jesus and no matter what happens, he is going to be the one that is going to lead you. Do you guys want to surrender today? If you want to surrender today, if you want to go with Jesus today, I invite you to stand with me. Stand with me if you want to tell Jesus, you know what, Jesus, I have tried this on my own already. It ain't working out. I thought I was smart. I thought I was making good decisions. I thought I figured out the formula for success. But Jesus, it's just not working out. So let's go with Jesus today. Let him lead us in our homes, in our families, in our jobs, in our school, in our Pathfinder Club. Let us go with Jesus so that he could use us, use us to be the Pathfinders that he wants us to be. Use us to forge that path to point to other people. Heavenly Father, thank you for the invitation to choose you, the invitation to go with you. Thank you for loving us, Lord. And today, we know that age is, not, is just a number. You could use any of us. We know that you're not going to compete with anything else that's distracting us from making a 100% commitment to you. Lord, we know that once we truly say yes, that we will go with you, that things will never be the same. And maybe that scares some of us. But Lord, we've seen in your word Every single person that interacted with you was changed for the better. We want those changes, Lord. So come. We choose you, Lord. We want to go with you, Lord. We're going to go with you today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. This podcast was brought to you by Plantation Seven-day Adventist Church, a Christ-centered congregation dedicated to spreading the good news of God's love through sermons, deeper dive conversations, and much more. If you would like to listen to more life lessons and inspirational content, please visit us at plantationsda.tv.